slasher friends. Slasher friends. Amigos of horror. <laughs> Welcome to Slash You. Nice. Another episode. Episode V. <laughs> episode 5. Episode 5. And today's movie is... Madman. 1 hour, 28 minutes, 1982. Mm-hmm. This was a cool cool movie. It, it, it was. It was... Before we dump into it, it was slow in some parts, but I'm excited. This was an Andy pick, so I'm really stoked to dive into it. But Andy, what about last week's episode? This, you see, it's hard. Each, <laughs> each movie's got to stand on its own. We watch a movie like Madman for this week. You can't help but compare to Blood Diner from last week. And it's like, holy shit, there was so much going on in Blood Diner. So that Madman seems slow. But when you grade it on its own, it's not bad. Blood Diner could have been a six-hour episode. It was nuts. It was nuts. I, I'm still not recovered from yeah. uh, watching it. There was so much going on. I still don't understand all the Nazi symbolism in it. I mean... No kidding. Uh, but, again, uh, you'll have to check that out. This is episode five of Slash You. Yes. We are going to launch. We're going to be launching September 12th. I don't know if that's going to make any sense if I'm saying that right As now. you hear this, we've obviously launched. Obviously, yes. And, um, and you're grown. loving it. Yeah, this is the fifth episode, so you've obviously loved all of them up until now. We're growing as... Uh, yeah. Because, again, we're not film critics. No, we're regular dudes. Just a couple of guys that enjoy watching uh, old, campy, forgotten slasher movies made between the years 1977 and 1988. Mm-hmm. When cinema really meant something. The golden age of campy slasher flicks. Blood, boobs, and body parts. Yep. What can you not like? I know. So... Grab some stale popcorn and crack a PBR. Crack a PBR. Crack, crack anything you want. <laughs> crack your knuckles. You know, uh, crack a fucking, you know. Yeah. Uh, LaCroix. Or LaCroix. LaCroix? LaCroix. Just say it like that. It's ambiguous La enough. LaCroix? Uh, Before we get going, but are, how yeah. you feel? Are you doing good, Andy? You I'm doing good? very well. Uh, since last week, things are things are going really well. Work's keeping me busy. I can't complain about much. Um, you know, it's... It's a it's a it's a weird time. Uh, obviously, there's some things going on in the world that kind of make you depressed when you watch the news. But I'm thankful to uh, be able to watch these movies with you, and and it gives me something to look forward to every Wednesday when we record these. These movies have made the chaos that's going on in our country right now so much more bearable. I, yeah. uh, you know, I, I try to find things that namaste my mind. Yeah. During all this, so. Um, you know, doing these podcasts with you, skateboarding, uh, writing is something yeah. that I enjoy. So this has been something that has been um, a blessing Yeah, that is uh, so nice. So on that note, let's yeah. not get too emotional and sure, you know. You can let go of my leg now. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Madman. Hey, let's Quick, uh, uh, go yeah. ahead. Housekeeping about Madman. It, oh, yeah. We watched it on Amazon Prime. It is the first movie we've watched that was uh, for sale. You had All right, to pay let me. For it. I'm gonna jump in. Yeah, go ahead. A dollar ninety nine to I watch know. it once. Two ninety nine to own it. Right. So now I own it. It's not a lot. I agree, <laughs> but I feel it's fair to point out to our listeners. You're very. Sweet. All the movies we've watched sweet. up until this point have been free. This one you need to pay for. Uh, biggest question: Is it worth two ninety nine to own? In my opinion, yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. if you're a fan of the genre, I mean, yeah. we'll get into that. But I right. mean, let's let's. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and just okay. jump into Madman. Uh, Andy, what he's going to do is kind of well, we do these uh, cliff kill notes. Uh, right, they're kind of like cliff notes, but you know, it's just kill notes, kill notes, cliff kill notes. Segment pew, 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 pew. segment one of our show, the kill notes. Yeah, so we're just going to kind of go over. 
with Andy's lead, just kind of like if you had to take a test like in five uh -huh. minutes and you needed to find out what's going on. You need to know what this movie's about. I might interject a little bit, but uh, Andy, Mike's all yours. Well, this movie begins with a title card. It all started during a campfire at North Sea Cottages, a special retreat for gifted children. I will definitely give you my thoughts on that later. Anyway, <laughs> so it's a, it's a classic uh, campfire stories. Obviously, it's approaching the end of a uh, camping season, so they're all out for one last campfire, and they're telling ghost stories. And the head of the camp, a guy named Max, he tells a story of uh, Madman Mars, who apparently uh, murdered his, his wife and children very close to where they're, they're telling their campfire. And it's a house, actually. Very close. Just through the woods. <laughs> very close. Uh, I would say it's a stone's throw through the woods. Hey, <laughs> we'll get back to that. Because uh, one of the teenagers in the group named Richie, who's cocky, uh, gets up and starts yelling, We're out here, Mars. Come get us, Mars. And he throws a stone. And he throws a rock through the Hits window. Hits the window. Yep. That's uh, the start of the movie. Well, they all go back to their camp. Um, Richie goes to Snoop in Mars's old house, sort of breaks away from the group, and they, they don't notice that he's missing. Meanwhile, uh, one of the head counselors, Betsy, is kind of struggling with uh, another uh, more possessive boyfriend counselor named TP, uh, who likes her, and they're getting ready to part ways at the end of the camp season, so there's a little bit of tension there, which we'll talk about. Uh, but they're all generally packing up and planning on leaving soon. That's kind of where we're at. The other boys, the other boys not the counselors miss notice that richie's missing uh he stayed behind at the at the campfire site uh and the counselors don't notice it yet at this point the his his buddies want to cover up for yeah him. his buddies are trying to cover up for him yep. so what happens though is richie uh, by by yelling mars's name actually summons him so uh we can talk about it a little later but this is kind of like a supernatural thing he's, he's yes he's a real killer he starts by killing Dippy, the chef, which we'll talk about in our, our kill count. But Mars drags all of his victims back to his farmhouse, where we later find out that he actually hangs them on meat hooks in the basement. Uh, Max, the head counselor, leaves the counselors, the other counselors in charge, and he goes off to play cards because he's getting out of town for winter vacation the next day. Uh, Richie gets lost trying to find a way back to camp. He's lost for the rest of the movie. We'll, we'll revisit him as we go along. And then Madman Mars just generally starts picking them off one by one as they each go looking after looking for each other out in the woods. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> that was That's the basic gist of the movie. <laughs> there's this we dive we'll definitely dive in more here, but you remember when we tried again. Mm -hmm. Nick, why do you keep it bringing blood diner, fucker? We couldn't I we tried to do the cliff kill notes and yeah. I think people were like, What the hell's happening? You can't summarize that movie. Our no. notes were so fucked up. So, but please go watch it. So this is your classic a killer's been summoned by a cocky teenager and he's picking off the camp counselors one by one. So that's how it again starts. Uh, yeah. we have counselors with kids and Max who is the camp director. He looks like if that uh if Captain Kangaroo and that guy who diabetes, um if they if Oh they, uh if they he to, recently passed away. Yeah. Oh, uh, crap. Um, you know, the Wilford, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley and Captain Kangaroo, if they had a baby, okay. this would be Max. Max, the head counselor. The head, yeah, the, the, the camp director, I would say. So sure. we start off by the stories, and uh, TP has got a voice, and we'll talk about some of the hit tunes that are in this <laughs> movie. You guys are going to be stoked. One of the counselors, what do you suppose his initial stand for? Tom Parker. Oh, they do? No, I don't know. Oh, but it sounded was, legit, didn't it? I didn't say toilet paper because he's shitty. <laughs> hey, he's no longer with us, by the way. Oh, that's right. The actual so, actor. The actual away. actor. So, oh, I'm sorry. But oh, um, I, 
instead instead of recording it, I have the. Uh, I'm gonna try to do his. He's because his, the intro to the movie, uh-huh. is him singing. Oh, TP. A chill in the air. <laughs> the scent of death crawling. Full moon, the witness. And as he's singing this, he's kind of walking around the people at the camp and trying to freak them out. Yeah. So doing a great job, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but then Max goes into the story, which is a great point. Like uh, you know, after the Cliff Kill notes, uh, Max tells a story of um, Madman Mars, mm-hmm. and what Andy did uh, kind of nip on was his backstory. Like this is something we you know get to see, which. If you remember the one that we did, Final Exam, the mm-hmm. movie, episode two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't have a backstory. Nope. There was no backstory with this killer. Uh, we thought there could have been one. Yep. You have to go back to that episode to see what we were thinking. But this one did. Yes. He was an evil man, a farmer. Uh, like Andy pointed out in the Cliff Kill notes, uh, he had a wife and two kids that he bloodied and chopped up. Brutally wa- murdered. Yeah, him. he chopped the yeah. wa- he says the wife up into little pieces and... Chopped up the son, chopped off the daughter, and then when the towns, and then he went to a bar, laid the axe on the table, and ordered a beer. <laughs> the townspeople grabbed Madman Max, hung him by a Mars. tree. Mars. Madman Mars. Yeah. Thank you. That was me slapping Andy's knee. Yep. That All was right. a thank you. <laughs> yes. Madman Mars. For no other reason, and it was my knee. Yes. Not anything else. Go ahead. Madman <laughs> Mars was grabbed by the townspeople. Yes. Uh, uh, an axe to his face and hung by a tree and left to die hanging. Right. When the townspeople came back the next morning, uh, he was no longer hanging and right. the dead bodies of his family were missing. Couldn't find him. And that's when little dickhead Richie goes, come on, Max, that's a bunch of, bunch of bullshit. Right. And that's where we really, that Richie's a fucking dick. So this whole thing is Richie's fault. It is, that's what I, thank yeah. you. The entire thing is Richie's fault. Richie's a dick. Richie jumps up like the cocky little shit that he is, and he's, come on, Mars, we're out here, Mars. And of course, Max, the head the, the head of the camp, is just like, oh, Richie, you don't know what you're playing with. And he goes, <laughs> Is Max joking, or is this part of Max's story? He's like, and he's like, it's okay, Mars. He's just a kid. He didn't mean anything by it. I'm so glad you, you brought know? that up. He did. That's what Max Mars. tries. Max tries to put a bandaid on it. Whatever. <laughs> that was such a great. Like the you did that perfect because thank you, Mars. He he he's just a kid. Don't worry about it. Like I got Jim- some butterscotch. Like a Jimmy Stewart. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Oh, oh my gosh. But uh, that's what we uh, find out that Richie kind of, that, that he's the dick. Summon the killer. He summons the killer, but Richie's the first one that notices him. That's why he separates yes. him, because he sees a creature standing in the trees. Right. So when TP, who's in charge of the boys, our, our vocalist, the man with the voice, mm-hmm. uh, when TP puts the boys in formation, hut, two, three, four. Let's march back to camp. Let's two, march three, back four. to camp, three, yeah. four. Richie stays back, because right. he sees uh, a figure Shadowy figure, yes, yeah. a, a, a menacing figure, I would say. Oh yeah, it looks like a freaking Bigfoot. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's a whole, that's another story. We're gonna I'm going to be interspersing that as we go for sure. No, everyone knows it's spoilers. Okay, the Madman. Oh yeah, we're spoiling is, the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, for keeping, we're not trying to hide anything. Okay, so Madman Mars is a dude. Obviously, he was yep. a farmer. He was married. Right. He fucking had kids. So all of a sudden, now he comes back to life. Like you said, supernatural shit. And now he's like a, a fucking Bigfoot. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> I for a little while there, I thought, is this really Madman Mars, or is this 
a person who's decided to kill under the guise of Madman Mars. But you find out, no, it's the story that Max told, if you say his name above a whisper, he'll come to get you, is true. <laughs> well, no, we it, get that. Yeah. I mean, that's well, the I last line of the movie. I didn't think that that... Um, I didn't think that that was true at first. I thought this was just oh, like a Scooby-Doo type thing. Someone's killing under the under the pretense that he's Madman Mars. And you're going to pull his mask off and like, it was Max the whole time. And I would have gotten some... away with it if it yeah. was meddling kids. <laughs> but no, <laughs> it's a legit ghoul back from the dead who's murdering people. But again, he, it's yeah. they don't bring that up. They bring, I mean, it's it's he's a human. Yeah. But this is uh, what he sounds like. Oh. Yeah, he just makes noises. Yeah, and that's but it doesn't sound like a human like hey, well, I mean, bro, hey, I'm fucking yeah. on Batman Mars. I'm going to fucking kill everyone. So is he kind of undead? Like a zombie? Well, like, you mean he walks he around doesn't have a tongue? His gloves, I mean, his hands are nails and his feet are big old claws, bare yeah, feet. Yeah, so and it's creepy. Great special effects by the way. But that's where <laughs> we're sorry, where we <laughs> It's 1981. Come on, R82. Uh, <laughs> let's dig this. But Richie, yes. Richie runs away. Yep. And uh, I thought Richie was gonna get waxed. Me too. But Richie ends up sort of. Uh, he lives. He lives for the whole movie, and he ends up sort of creeping around the woods. At first, goes into Mars's house when when he sees a shadowy figure in the trees. Goes into Mars's house just snooping around and then tries to go back to camp but he gets lost right? how long has that camp been there no one's ever saw that house and said hey let's go in there during the day who knows and they see all these spotty skulls and shit yeah. like I know it's a movie Nick calm down right. fucking calm the down. entire movie takes place over the course of one night yes yeah in the um, woods in the woods and uh, obviously it's a Mars's house is obviously not very far from the actual camp where these kids are staying it must be half a mile at most, because it seems like they can traverse back and forth from the camp to his house fairly quickly. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Mars, I, would, I would... Yeah, yeah I would, as Mars kills it's... people, he's able to take them back to his house and hide them in his basement fairly quickly and go right back towards the camp for the next victim. Yeah. That's where we kind of get into, what do you call it, your trope? Like, where oh, it's a typical yeah. setup of a... He can teleport? or <laughs> No, no, but no, it's the... Everyone's back at the uh, cabins. The mm -hmm. kids are in bed. The councils are up. Mm -hmm. Max goes to play cards and mm -hmm. probably meet a nice uh, person. Prostitute? Yes. Oh, you think and, Max uh, is going whoring in town? Yeah, he's playing cards and fucking partying. Why not? So Max takes <laughs> off and everyone, and he's like, hey, uh, those beers are supposed to be off uh, premises, but they're in the bottom of the refrigerator. Save me one. The, the, the group of counselors definitely seems very goody two shoes. Well, and they all, don't, and they look like they're in their fucking forties. But they're all happy. Uh, in uh, like, I, I know it's a good thing. I shouldn't be making fun of it, but they're all like mega supportive of each other. <laughs> like, but no, they are. But uh, it's where we really get to meet them to like uh, a cheesy way. <laughs> <laughs> super, like they're super good friends. I mean, TP like gives like the awkward announcement. Like, I just want everyone. I uh, just want to clear the air here about a, a an. A, a scene between me and Betsy back at the campfire. It wasn't a scene. They had a little bit of a heated argument yes. because the camp season is over and they are uh, he's afraid they're about to break up. Betsy's going to go back home and he's going to go back home and they're never going to see each other again. And they have a little bit of a heated argument. So later he's like, I just want to apologize for the scene between me and Betsy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who does that? <laughs> Everybody, everyone starts clapping after <laughs> he does it. Claps. 
Yes, okay. That's great. Because it wasn't great. a big scene. He, she, no. Betsy was mad at TP because she was like, that song you sang yeah. scared the little kids. Yeah. There was like two of them. And, and <laughs> TP was like, come on, it's a fucking, it's end of the day, it's a campfire, it's what happens. It wasn't a big deal. Yep. Like, but you know, TP is, uh, could have gotten, could have gotten, uh, yeah. that he, he didn't grab her or anything. I no, mean, it was, he it was totally uh, legit in it my was... It was just, yeah, it was two people talking, but he said, sorry for that scene we made. But that's when they get to go to the whirlpool. Yeah, 23 minutes in, approximately. But we only see, like, her butt underwater, and we see, like, TP's got a great ass. And I love his belt buckle. When she's taking off his pants, when Betsy's taking off TP's pants, his belt buckle just has a big TP. (laughs) I love that. I, like, I wonder where that belt buckle is now. I know my name is Nick, and my last name doesn't begin with a P, my last name. I mean, it's Nick Bankhead, but... Never trust a man who has his initials on his belt buckle. Andy, next Christmas, or will you give me that? A big old TP, or should I try to find the actual one? Find the actual one, but I'll take NB. I think that'd be great. Yeah, it's better than toilet paper. But that's, it's no. But and that's what everyone will say too. You're right. Todd Park. Don't do that. No, TV. they're gonna. No one's gonna come up to me and go, "Hey, did you watch Madman too?" Yeah. Um, that hot tub scene was weird. It because they wanted to play the whole song, which oh. is actually sung by the actor who plays TP. Uh huh. That is he. He wrote it and sung it. Oh. I have a little bit of the lyrics that I'm not gonna play now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will put them on our social media. Okay. But here's the reason why that whirlpool scene, where they're supposedly going to be intimate, is so yes. long. Yes. So they, in my opinion. Yes. So they can play the whole damn song. Okay. They don't want to play like 15 seconds. I'm sure Yeah. Uh, TP, uh, the actor who played TP, was like, come on, man. Let's <laughs> play the song. It's a great song. <laughs> it's really romantic. And they're just circling each other in the hot tub. They're kind of just skirting around the edge of the hot tub, <laughs> yes. kind of turning in circles and looking at around each other. and looking at each other in a in a romantic slash creepy way. It's definitely uh, I, I've been, to me awkward. I I mean I don't know if if any of you out there have been intimate with someone in a uh, in a hot tub in a hot tub, but you, would you just kind of <laughs> go circle around, around the edges? So they're turning circles individually, but they're also circling each other. It's like I don't know how they weren't dizzy, but. Uh, they're in the hot tub, kind of getting intimate, and a, our killer is outside watching them. Watching them. It's one of those like point of view shots with the killer looking through the window at them as they make out and um, have their generic sex noises. Oh, 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 oh! That's enough of that. Okay, <laughs> but if you want to look up right now, if you want to hear the song, it's called "I Don't Need Words" by Tony Nunziata. Uh-huh. His name is Tony Fish in the movie, but his real name is Tony Nunziata, and the name of the song is "I Don't Need Words." Check it out on YouTube; it's right there. It's um, fantastic. It is a so, great song. Our other counselors, Stacy, Bill, Dave, and Ellie. There you go. They're sitting around. They're sitting by a campfire, and in my opinion, Nick, you tell me, they are high as fuck. Yes, thank you, <laughs> dude. Dude, they're they're like wow man the fire is destroying it's like life life is destroyed too mm-hmm. and they're all laying like head to head like head to head, yeah. so i don't know if i can explain this like two people are laying one way two people are laying the other way so you have four heads in a row right crisscross yeah they're yeah laying well, next to each other with their heads touching yes yeah but so two people have to lay yeah one so way it's too late the other way so of course yeah. they do that typical uh bird's eye view shot like yep. of their faces right they're totally high they i wonder why they didn't stoned. show them they are i wonder stoned. why they didn't show them getting high i don't know it's fairly obvious and uh 
Dave? I think it's Dave is the Who, one who's kind of creepy. The preppy freak. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a preppy. He's kind of got like a knife, and he's like, you don't know what's in my mind. I could take all of you and cut off your heads. And uh, ha, ha, they in a big pile of laughing, yes. and, laughing and tickling <laughs> and each other. Yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> so cute. And that's when uh, we still don't know what's uh, going on with TP, because after TP... Uh, and his great vocal sounds got him laid with Betsy, Betsy. in the whirlpool. Right. He decides to go looking for Richie because he goes. He notices that when they go check on the boys, right? They're like, he's like, come on, tell me where Richie is, and they're like, he stayed back. So right. he tells everyone else, hey, I'm gonna go get Richie. Right. I'll be fucking back. And oh, uh, back up really fast before Max left. This is really has not much to do with the plot of the movie, but it's just a fun little thing in the movie. There's an axe that is oh. stuck. In a stump on the before, camp. Before Dippy is killed, thank you. Yeah, but Max and TP, Ma- Max has like a standing bet. Anyone who can pull this axe out of the stump gets 100 bucks. Yes. And TP's like, come on, Max, help me with it. You know, they're trying to pull this axe stuck in a stump, which um, is ridiculous because the handle would break. Would break, yes. Uh, obviously. <laughs> of course, everyone's going to see that. Like, I'm not even a much of a... I'm not a physicist. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not much of a, like, someone that's worked with a lot of axes, but anybody right. would have known if you're pulling that hard, that axe, right. the handle's going to break. Right, but they, they, tr- they try and it doesn't come out. They try to get Dippy to help before Dippy dies because Dippy is our first kill. D- yeah, Dippy is the camp chef. Yes, and no he's a drunk. No speaking lines. He, yeah, he's drunk and he has no speaking lines. Oh. He's but, just a guy on screen to be drunk. Yep, and uh, really, no lines, nothing. But that is a great point to bring up. Sorry yeah. we didn't bring that in there. That right. is in so my notes, too. Prior to Max leaving, there is an axe stuck in a stump. And you see that, and you're like, okay, what is... Foreshadowing! Foreshadowing! Um, so then fast forward back to uh, TP goes to... He goes to find um, Richie in the woods. And, um, Again, another slow process where we where we know that we know that Madman Mars is watching him because yep. and throughout this whole movie you hear this. That's the wind. There's it doesn't stop. There's always wind. There's always wind. Again, I know it adds to the creepiness mm-hmm. of the fucking film, but I mean <laughs> it, it's a lot going on. But let's get back to uh, TP. He is looking for Richie. Yep. And they do not find him, but guess who does? Uh, Madman Mars, yeah, throws a hang because he doesn't. Madman Mars either kill you by hanging you or chopping your head off. That is his two methods, according yes. to Max's story yes. around the campfire. Yep, that's yeah, his okay. two methods so, of killing you. <laughs> he he lassos uh, TP's head. Yes, drags yeah, him drags upstairs. Him up. Yep, and he almost lives. Oh yeah, he hangs him. So but but TP tries to fight. He tries to fight, and he's able to grab the tree branch above his head and pull himself up a little bit and um mars grabs his belt and pulls him down and grabs his... grabs him by the belt buckle yeah the awesome tp belt buckle and, and pulls him down his neck snaps this was something it's that very, andy brought up <laughs> very visceral it's very visceral it's like I, I haven't recorded oh, okay and just before i play it like when andy told me i already watched it but you know andy was like dude that this is one part of the movie that kind of freaked me out and so i you know of course when i watch it my second my third time to make sure i've got everything down it is fucking gnarly so i don't know if it's going to come out really good on this mic but you're going to hear tp scream first and then you're going to hear the sound of his neck breaking Ah, that last. <laughs> Let's that do it last, one more time. It's yeah, it's, that it's last it's, noise right at the end. That's the that's the crack of his neck. Yeah. So. Oh god. <laughs> ah. 
Think of the loudest knuckle crack you've ever experienced. When I, watched it. It, when I watched it again, Andy, when you brought that up, I was like, God damn, that was... I up. feel like I want to look up the Foley uh, artists for this movie, the guys who make the sound effects. It's like, what did they do to make that noise? Because it sounds like they're snapping like a carrot or, or something that's, you know, really, it's a good snap. Yeah, I mean, there could have been all kinds of things. I mean, cracking not, walnuts. It's not my dick shot kill of the week, but... It was right up there. It was, yeah, and I agree that it would have been a good one. But now that we've got TP dead, yeah. uh, everyone back at the cabin is now getting a little worried. Yeah. So oh, TP's been gone, and Betsy like asks the other counselors, you know, what can we do? So one by one, like single, singular people go out. <laughs> it's so just dumb. They're like, one goes after TP, and then one goes after him and, and well, TP it's... and Richie, and then one goes after him and him and TP and Richie. That's like... the exploitation of this genre <laughs> movie, which I'll dive into a little bit. But yeah, it is that that typical uh, maniacal killer that uh, is going to set up for some decent kills. Do you? Uh, this is a good spot then, maybe, to take a quick break and come back and run down the kill count. Because as we run down the kill count, we'll be going over each each uh, each death. Or is there any other general notes or other observations yeah, you made? Tons. Okay. All right. First off, <laughs> how cool would it have been if Madman Mars could have gotten a Manny Petty? I bet he would have calmed down a little bit. Maybe a little. Everybody would calm down with a Manny Petty. It feels really nice. <laughs> he had like claws. I mean, I just don't understand it. Like, someone was like, this is, you know, at least when Jason died, again, I know I'm going to always go back to him, but, I mean, that is the, this is what sl- the slasher genre was. And, of course, Michael Myers, but Jason, I think, mm-hmm. reigned supreme. But his backstory, his look, his, sure, in later movies, his face was worms and mm. his heart was, and he was woken up by electrical currents and... <laughs> I mean, that's that's a whole other dissection, another a whole dive into that. But I, I I don't get that he turns into a Sasquatch. Yeah, he's just yeah. But I mean, I, we can go into the uh, the kills. But oh, one thing I did notice that I, I it's in my notes. I wanted to mention uh, their attention to detail on Mars uh, for consistency's sake was very cool because when Max is telling the story and setting up how madman mars is so bad he's like this guy was like he was first of all the worst guy he beat his wife and kids he was a raging alcoholic they max says he he once had his nose bitten off in a yes. fight and didn't even notice it or didn't feel it and um you we, when we see his face later his nose is bitten off also the the cut, the cut from when they hung him when they hung him uh they slashed his face with an axe and he still has that cut i thought that was really cool that they still kept that for, for continuity and consistency. I was like, oh, okay, right. That makes, the especially the nose thing, because it was a one-off line in Max's story. He, he once had his nose bitten off and he didn't notice. And sure enough, he didn't have there. he didn't have a nose. It was there. They kept it. I really thought the night, I really thought some of the cinematography, not to sound like I'm some Actually, dumbass film, you know, You've cinephile. watched hundreds of movies, so I think you're qualified but to say this. The night shots, because it is filmed at night, there's no day shots. Right. There's nothing filmed in the day. Right. So those night shots were eloquent in, in the sense that, that some of the, the, the flashlight shots were kind of, it's they're trying to make it like it's completely dark, but we know mm-hmm. it's it's lit up for, so of course we can see. We but, can see it, yeah. But the, the, I really thought it was uh, thoughtful that uh, the the DP, director of photography, was like, hey, let's, let's you know, like they really got the trees and they really set up the environment. Mm-hmm. I think it was filmed in 
uh, Long Island, so okay. around the Southampton area. But that's what um, I enjoy. Um, before we do get that break, um, yeah, do you think we'll be able to? F- because we kind of left off like where TP is killed. And then everything yeah. else is just kill count, isn't it? It is, in my opinion. I'm looking at my notes, and basically every other note I made is related to somebody's death. So I feel like I should cover that in their in their get our count. get our uh, <laughs> get our yeah. dick kill dick kill shots of the week of the week, and, and we also can, fun facts and and, shit and like we that. can um, we can analyze the the final ending scenes of the movie where where our killer meets his demise or not. Hashtag fuck Richie. Yeah, fucking Richie. God damn, dude. I, I, I wanted that kid to die. I can't believe, okay, <laughs> Betsy died, but Richie fucking didn't. Jesus this fucking This was all Christ. his fault, and he survived. Hey, so you're going to play some cool jazz to interlude before we come Yeah, out. we'll right. be back in, hope just, you guys, in hope just a minute. Hope you guys like it. I play the drums. <laughs> just kidding. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's time for what? Kill count. Kill count. <laughs> Which is a good time to kind of really drop into this. Uh, yeah. We realize that this movie, Madman, once uh, TP is killed with the uh, sound of a broken carrot. No kidding. His neck. Yuck. We really kind of start falling into the deaths of this movie. Right. right. So we figured it's probably easier to just jump into the kill count and go along. And we can uh, make our comments and analyze each kill because this <laughs> is what go. this is what happens. Everyone knows that TP is missing. Uh-huh. And that we have to go find them. Yeah. We still have a psychopathic <clears throat> killer running around. Right. Who comes up. He needs a weapon. Right. What does he grab? Uh, you remember that axe that was stuck in the stuck in the stump? He grabs that. <laughs> and he's able to pull it out with one hand. One hand one yeah. hand that was a glove with <laughs> fucking Talons on it. Talons. No, it was, he, it was he was grabbing it. So, he pulls it out of the act. So, so uh, Max owes Madman Mars a hundred dollars. You know he's probably not going to yeah. pay him. Probably not. Fucking so Max. We're two kills in. First was Dippy the chef early, early in the movie, who uh, has no speaking lines. He's just a drunk, and he gets his throat slashed. Dippy's our first kill, and then TP is hanged, as we've already discussed, with the horrible visceral neck snap noise and his eyes are rolled back in his head so gross so dave the uh stoner preppy guy who was like uh one of the counselors one of the counselors like hey man i'm gonna go look for uh tp i'll be back right after madman morris has grabbed the axe so yes he he goes out in the woods and this is what happens in this movie they it's it's the eerie sounds the wind blowing but it take it's like hurry it up this movie probably could have been made in 30 minutes oh it's a bit of a slog. You're right. So because Dave's there's a lot of like just slow build up to the next thing. <laughs> Dave is walking around with a flashlight, but eventually he does wind up calling for TP, mm-hmm. and he doesn't realize it yet. But there's feet dangling dangling right next to him. He can hear apparently like he can hear the sound of the rope against the tree yes. limb in the wind. But there's feet that are hanging behind him that are perfectly still. Yeah, the wind's blowing. The leaves aren't blowing. Uh, the, the legs aren't moving. But uh, again, so he looks and realizes it's TP hanging. And of course, he freaks out. Is that Madman Mars? Chops the rope. Chops the rope. The body falls on Dave. Yep. Yep. Dave freaks out, starts oh running. Yeah. Yep. And hides. Yep. Like and behind a... I don't know, a tree. He pull, yeah, he pulls he's out got his little, his little pocket knife. He's got his little pocket knife, and yep. he's ready to fight. 
Right. Yeah. But he loses. He's probably still high at this point. <laughs> you know, God, what a fucking buzzkill that would be. <laughs> like, especially if it's like really good grass. I mean, that shit, you're like, holy fuck. Like, what if they were on mushrooms? And you know, It could have been, yeah. Could you imagine being like on any kind of hallucinogenic <clears throat> and then having to fucking deal with a psychopathic killer? Right. Or oh. this is 1981-ish for them, the, the yeah. timeline of this movie. So maybe some quaaludes or... <laughs> I mean, what? Ludes, man. <laughs> they were they were on the drug of the choice at the time. I'm gonna assume marijuana. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll keep it with marijuana. Yeah. But uh, so Dave is uh, just hiding. Yep. But Madman finds him and uh, axes him. Yeah. Takes chops his head. Off, chops off his head. Which another point I want to bring up too in this movie, which I thought they did really well, was the dragging scenes because again, you know, yeah. Madman is taking the bodies back to his dilapidated house beyond the woods, beyond the trees of the campground. Yep. And I just love how they kind of make it. It's kind of eerie, and David's body is being dragged away, and then yep. uh, so now that's a kill count, and we're at three. Right, we're at three, and so uh, people we have left, Bill and Ellie. They are two counselors who are a couple. Stacy. And we have Stacy, who I think was coupled up with Dave. I think right? so. She kind of kind of seemed like an independent, rad yeah. feminist that's yeah. perfect and, you know, just kind of would be a city girl. She and, wants to go back to the city to yeah, find the boys. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we could say that she might have been, you know, so. sniffing, sniffing Dave's pubes. <laughs> but uh, Stacy, Bill, Ellie... And, of course, Betsy, who's TP's love interest. And for lack of a better term, Betsy's kind of our main yes. uh, a female protagonist. There you movie. go. So next in line is Stacy. Stacy. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Dave's been gone looking for TP, and TP was looking for Richie. So so Stacy decides I'm to go look. up. Look, she drops in a yellow Ford truck. She gets the bright idea to drive. To drive woods. to, I guess she's going to go look around the campfire where they were hanging out at the very beginning, yep. of, very beginning of the movie. It was uh, very well established. I like that we learned the truck has engine issues because she tries to start don't it. Don't they always, though? She dude. tries to start it and it doesn't start. <laughs> I mean, it, don't they always? <laughs> she grabs the flathead screwdriver and has to pop open the hood and dig around at something inside the engine. They never really say what. She just, you just stick a screwdriver in there yeah i mean and, you know uh, she's got to look for something i and guess then it, and then it starts up so you are what did you do earlier foreshadowing foreshadowing <laughs> so you obviously know this truck has issues starting great so, so drives into the woods and doesn't stacy i know her mom's got it going on stacy's mom <laughs> fountains of wayne oh yeah wow if the 90s were alive um <laughs> hey dig this wasn't stacy found Something I thought Ellie found Dave, but no, Stacy did. Uh, yeah. Come on, yes, Stacy found Stacy found Dave's body in the woods. She parked the truck, went into the woods looking. She saw the lantern that yes. Dave ha- had. There you go. And found she saw his feet, uh, sort of up in the air over. Dave, long. Dave, are you are you hurt? <laughs> And she grabbed his torso and pulled him up into a sitting position, and there was no head. <laughs> she screams and lets it flop backwards, and it flops backwards next to the head. Yes. And she runs back to the truck, jumps in, and it doesn't start. Of course. Of As... course it doesn't start. Come on. Shocking. Hold on, Nick. The room is spinning. I this is slash down. you, isn't it? What? The truck doesn't start? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, she gets the screwdriver and sort of inches she out. She gets out of the car and tries and, to... And just stays really close to it and freaking out, and she's opens the hood and she's she's dinking around oh right before 
don't know if you noticed this. We have an over the, sh- over the shoulder shot where where Stacy is facing the truck, and she's a she looks behind her kind of, and she goes to open the hood. You see Madman Mars's reflection in the windshield. Oh fuck! I didn't for a split second, snap of you know as she's opening it because. I don't remember if there's a music sting, but you see his reflection behind her. That's a great note, windshield. dude. I did not see yeah. that. I did not see As that. As she opens the hood, because she opens the hood, and obviously that covers up, the, that that dominates the shot at that point. And you're like, wow! That, so I saw it. It was like, oh, that was a little jump. And she has to dick around, dig around in with the screwdriver again. I so. think that's a... <laughs> that's, a, that's very interesting. I didn't see that, mm-hmm. folks. So definitely give it a... It was awesome. Give a look into that because what I noticed was right before she jumps out of the car and tries to fix the engine, she's looking around. So yeah. she's working on the engine, she looks up with the fucking screwdriver. She's working on the engine yeah. with the screwdriver, she looks up, and there's like a great pause as she's looking around the woods. Right. She thinks she's alone now. And so she goes back into working. Yeah. And that's when we see two gnarly feet on top of the. Right. From Mars's, Madman Mars' point of view. Yeah, POV. He's, he's on the truck. Yeah, I think he's on the hood. Okay. No, not the hood, sorry. The, 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 the roof. top of the cab. The roof. Yeah. The top of the cab. There you go. And he's standing there. I feel like you would notice if you were Stacy. I feel you, like you, you would notice. You would have heard it. There's Come on, somebody his on big, this truck. His big, lanky-ass feet yeah. that, you know, that Giant are talons out the fucking guam. pound plus man. Yeah, I mean, totally. And she, he gets up there quiet-like. But uh, she finishes doing what she's doing, and as she is standing back up, to close the hood, he jumps on it and closes the hood on the Stacy and takes her head off. Takes her head off. And that is my dick shot kill of the week. Dick shot kill of the week. Dick shot kill of the week. As we dive into more of that dick kill shot, though, Andy, it was good. Because yeah. uh, we both discuss our dick kill shots of the week before uh, we uh, hit record on this. Right. That was mine. You know, I was like, that has to be one of them because there's, you know, right. there's. There's a couple good kills. There's a couple good kills, but that is one where, you know, he literally leaps off the cab of the car onto the hood. Yep. And, of course, it slams down. It takes her head off. And as her body, which I will put, I did record, I will put this on our social media feeds, uh, her body just kind of, like, slowly falls away from yep. the truck with head, with blood spurting yeah. from the neck. It's good. Uh, and that's when you hear Bill and Ellie, the other two counselors, yelling, Stacy! Stacy, hey, because they kind of wised up at this point and decided to go as a group. <laughs> <laughs> dumb fucks. They leave, uh, they leave Betsy alone with the kids. She's yeah. like, "I'll be fine here with the kids, you right. know." But go find them because uh, you know Max will get pissed. So Bill and Ellie are like, "I'll go. We'll go we'll round go up the groups, catch up, catch up with Stacy." And because um, Stacy was the one that interrupted Bill and Ellie while they were trying to get there in a tent when they were in a tent trying to do Again, it. Again, you don't see any nudity in this movie. Oh, you see TP's butt. I'm not going to count that. <laughs> I do, brother. Mm-hmm. I definitely do. But so we have Bill and Ellie, and mm-hmm. they're next. We know that. Like, that's what my notes. I have Bill and Ellie. Next. Yeah. <laughs> they're looking for... Ellie is uh, walking through the woods. She kind of separates from her boyfriend, Bill. Up. Right. They decide to split up. Bill's like, you go that... Bill, they see the truck, and they're like, she's already in the woods, so No, no. Up, Ellie right? sees the truck by herself, and she sees Madman Mars pulling right. away the headless body of Stacy. She go. does that perfect, scream. you know, scream queen. Yeah. <laughs> she runs back to find Bill. Bill's like, well, let's go check it out. She's oh, like, well, just don't leave my hand. Hold don't, my hand. Hold yeah. my hand. So they go back. The body is no longer there, and neither is Madman Mars. Right. But they never notice the blood splatter all over the... Uh, Front. The front, the you know where the the hood, the engine. Because again, because it's dark, 
And this is something I should point out for any movie where there's a nighttime scene. The light is strictly for our benefit as the audience. All right. So you have to kind of try to imagine that it is dark. These people can't see very well aside from the flashlights they have. Just try to imagine that. What we see on the screen is light enough for us to see. But for them, it's dark. Because if you shot the movie as is, you wouldn't freaking see anything. Like Blair Witch. Yeah. So like... Uh, uh, when when you, it's like, how do they not notice the blood on the front of the truck? Well, because it's dark. It's at nighttime. You know, it's dark. We can see it because we're the audience. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of like what I was talking about earlier in the podcast about some of the cinematography and the yeah. light. But the lighting has to be for our benefit. Right. The flashlights. I mean, even when you see the flashlights, it's like, really? They need them? Yeah. Again, we have to kind of assume that, they, you know, that it's they're... A little- Suspension of disbelief. Yes, there you go. Yeah. But um, Bill and Ellie hop in the car because mm-hmm. Bill... Tries to start the car and goes, I'm going to try to fix the engine oh, now. shit, it does Pops the hood. <laughs> Pops the hood and there's Stacy's head. Ew. And he says to Ellie, stay in the truck. <laughs> Stacy's mom's head? Or, yeah. No, uh, that wasn't even funny. Let's and, and what does Ellie do instead of staying in the truck? She gets out of the truck. Yeah, she wants to. Well, I mean, I can dig that, brother. Like, she wants to see, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. There's uh, a head. Bill grabs a blanket, takes Stacy's head out, just throws it into the side of the woods. Mm-hmm. They hop in the car about to start. It starts mm-hmm. up this time because mm-hmm. Stacy's head's no longer blocking the uh, spark plugs, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what cars. I, I can't work on cars. The engine's know. able to turn over. Yes, there you yeah. go. Uh, but then Madman Mars <laughs> grabs Bill. Oh, just grabs. Uh, The driver's side just grabs him out of the open window and starts pulling him out. And Ellie, of course, screams. The car's in, it's in drive, it takes off. It's, yeah, it's, uh, right, it's moving forward, and as soon as Bill's foot comes off of the clutch or the brake, uh, the car continues to move forward and crashes into a tree, and Ellie falls out and supposedly gets slightly injured, uh, her hip or her, her leg or whatever, slightly injured, so she has kind of a limp after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, but she then that's, out. that's a fucking other story than itself. So yeah. before we go into that, is <laughs> do we ever see Bill, like, like we just... Die? Yeah, we never see, like, a... I had that question, and I wrote that on our Kill Count whiteboard. Uh, Ellie uh, looks back, and there's Madman Mars standing up with Bill raised oh, that's up right. over his head. I do have a shot of that. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, in the third Christopher Nolan Batman, The Dark Knight Rises, with Bane... About to break Bruce Wayne's back. He's holding him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. Yes. Uh, he's holding him up over his head, and in, in in the Batman movie, he brings him down on his knee and breaks his back, like a, like a pro wrestler would with the backbreaker thing. Yeah. But in this movie, I think he breaks his neck. You hear another snap, very similar to TP's neck snap. You hear the sound effect, and the Wikipedia on this movie says that Bill's neck gets broken. Well, that's Wikipedia, Andy. I know, but in any case, Bill's dead. Somehow. Broken back, broken neck, broken... I thought, Nick, they probably didn't have the budget, but how fucking awesome would it have been if Madman Mars tore him in half? Yes! That would have been so cool. I do have the screenshot that I will post. we got to make sure we note this down, like what I'm going to post or not post on our... Oh, yeah, we got to do that. But I do have a great (laughs) We've made a lot of promises here today. I do have a great shot of (laughs) Madman Mars holding Bill up. Yeah. And uh, if we were really to investigate, like, we could really investigate this. Like, if yeah. we were a true crime podcast, we could really get into the mix and find out how Bill died yeah. and how Madman Mars right. killed him. But if, if Bill's back was broken, would that actually kill him or would that just of course incapacitate it him? His neck, on the other hand, Ooh. that would probably kill him. Yeah. Madman 2, Bill's Revenge. Bill had a sweet, sweet mustache. Yes, he did. 
Uh, one of the only ones in that uh, movie, too. Yeah, I wish... Max? I liked Bill's the best. I wish one had a moment yeah. of silence for Bill's mustache. It was fantastic. So... All right, we're good. That leaves Ellie, Ellie screaming, which... running back to the camp. Oh, my God. And this drives on for fucking too long. This goes on way too She's long. She's limping, screaming, knows that fucking uh, the, our, our psychopath killer, Madman Mars, is mm -hmm. looking for her or after her. So she hides in a refrigerator, which I thought, brother, would have been a great dick kill shot. I wrote that in my notes. Right. I was like, how cool would that have been like to see an axe? Because they have the camera in her, and they see like she throws everything out of the refrigerator and just jumps, hide, in. jumps in. Yep. Like That would have been a great dick kill shot. Madman, you know, you, she hears this. Just trashes some stuff. Or yeah, something. then he leaves. Right, and so she creeps out. Creeps out, and again, quietly. starts looking for another, what seems like three hours. She's looking for Betsy or anyone who can Anyone, help. and she's limping and crying, but then she opens a door, <laughs> and there's Madman Mars sitting there with his axe and just gives her a throat punch with the blade. I mean, just right in there. Just right to the throat or sternum? Or, it's yeah, right here. Right to the throat. I don't know. Yeah, that, that says, it's right between, like, the neck and her, her, her breastbone. Yeah, sternum. Sternum. Okay, yeah. Axes are right there. Don't get all fucking medical on Sorry, I'm just uh, basic <laughs> biology. Sorry about that. So we take the blade between her... Well, girls don't have Adam's apples. No, uh, most well, of them don't. Yeah. All right. Okay, everyone calm down. <laughs> I'm in advertising, for God's sakes. All right, so... We, we get the kill. So we're like, oh, cool, she's dead. Mm -hmm. So then we go... We Flash forward to Betsy, and she's talking to the kids, and she's like, I gotta go find it. Here comes another 10 minutes of Betsy walking around. I'm gonna open a beer. Oh, yeah, there you oh, There we go. Zoom tight. I'm gonna need it for the rest of this movie. Well, so Betsy walks around. She mm -hmm. tries to call Max, and she gets some, and Max answers the phone holding a deck of cards. Well, it was, uh, after, she, on his head. It was after she saw into the window, she could see Betsy's feet, or Ellie's feet. Ellie's, Betsy's, feet. Ellie's feet, and there's blood. She kind of, that's when she knows She knows what's up, too. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. That's when she's scared. She calls Max. Throughout the movie, though, she's, like, she's seen glimpses of Madman right. Mars running around. But, so, eventually, she grabs a gun, and she's Big old double-barrel shotgun. And it's just, we're walking around, and, you know, it's like, okay, we're going, we're going. She's walking up to a window, and she thinks she hears sounds. And as she gets really close to the window, you know, we hear a which we assume is Madman Mars, and he just thrusts Ellie's face to the window, and Betsy just takes her gun and whoop, whoop, Both and barrels. Both barrels into Ellie's face. Yeah. And that is my dick kill shot of the week. <laughs> so Ellie got a twofer. Yeah, that's what, okay, this is a, maybe a first for Slash You. <laughs> she got the, poor Ellie, she got the throat to the, uh, not not Adam's apple, the sternum and breastbone, which, yeah. and she was bloody as fuck, so she's, yeah. So we assume she's dead. Right. I mean, but we think that Madman Mars throws her to the window, and then poor Ellie gets a double barrel shotgun to the face. Yeah. So I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, uh, poor yeah. Ellie. But I was like, "That's some pretty fun stuff." Betsy's a little trigger happy. <laughs> but I mean, she. I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> Fucking all on mushrooms or it's marijuana? Nerves. Who knows? Nerves are. Yeah, things are running hot, and so. So that's uh, <laughs> that's our count there. So we're at that's the kill count six. Then this is when Betsy decides to run back to the cabins. The, the gunshot wakes all the kids up. Yes. And she starts yelling, kids, kids, you know, get your, get out here. Get Don't in the bus. Don't pack anything. Get out here. Get in the bus. Let's go. The boys and the girls. That's the other thing. 
this is a camp for gifted children, right? There's like half a dozen of them. There's just as many fucking counselors as there are children at this camp. Do we assume that some of them went home early? Also, I don't know how they're gifted. We've never explained this. The The title card said it was camp for gifted kids. What are they gifted in? Pro- I think provoking murderers? One of the kids could have pulled a MacGyver and like done something to kill Madman Mars, but they're all dumb. It seems to me like it's just a regular camp with regular kids. Yeah, I that, don't that, know that is a good call. what makes them so gifted. But uh, Betsy's like, get in, the tr- get in the bus, and she's going to round up the kids and drive to the authorities. Uh, and Mars, Madman Mars, um, jumps assaults the bus. Yeah, assaults the bus. The bus. Like he, he makes his present known by throwing his uh, palm with the talons... Yep. The Sasquatch, like, you know, tries to break down the bus. Yeah. But she stops. She doesn't keep going. She's in a fucking bus. She could have, right. you know, later, Madman Marge, you dick. Just but she stops. <laughs> the kids are freaking out. She beats his hands off as he's trying to get in the bus. He's trying to, yeah, he gets his hand, like, in the door. What but is she, Kate? Like it's a, a two by four or something. She's, it's like a fire extinguisher. I don't know I, what it I, is. It's a, it looks like a, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this dude's a, this dude pulled pulled out an axe that, you know, three people, well, Dippy no wasn't one, there, but. No one could pull no it out. No one could pull it out. He pulled it with one hand. He can't, he can't ward off a fucking two by four to a right. wrist. So she smacks his hand until he lets go and runs, runs away. So yeah, we, we but then, you know, we, we, then it's like he runs away and grabs Allie's body. Yep. Betsy notices that, you know, he's, she's like, Allie. She probably feels guilty for shooting Ellie in the face. And so she looks at one of the oldest teenagers. Maybe that's why he's gifted, because he can drive a bus. She's like, <laughs> she's like, drive the bus and get these kids safe. Go right to the police station. And then one of the little girls goes, oh, I love you. Please don't leave. Yeah. Come with us. And she's nope. like, I got to go find these fuckers. So then. I got to go see if there's anyone who survived. Oh God! It's that no one else has succeeded in that. I know she really thinks she's gonna find the group, but what we find here is that this is another ten minutes of just pain yeah. of like let's just get to it. So we're gonna rewind it and go. Finally, she gets to the house. Yeah. She's walking around the house. Yeah, she's got a shotgun. Locks Madman Max. Madman Mars is behind her. Madman Max. I'm thinking of Mad Max. Madman Mars. Yeah, Madman right. Mars. Okay. Right. Is got the axe. Uh, her gun stops. Like it. Like a, she, she can't well, get it working. Something falls. No, no. It's like something falls. I don't know if he threw something to misdirect her, but something falls off the wall, and she, she unloads both barrels at nothing. That's right. And then she's got to reload it. But so he, she's she, trying to reload it, and he, he's, just as she's getting it reloaded and and raising it up, he knocks it away. Slashes her face. And slashes her face. Very similar to how his face was slashed. Yeah, very that's good. But call. he does it with his hand, not with an axe. Yes, because he's got the talents. Right, and he bangs her against the piano and drags her to the basement. And this is where I think something good's gonna happen because she pulls out a knife, but yeah. he hangs her on a meat hook, puts her on a meat hook, which comes, which bursts forward, you know, from through behind, her chest, through her chest. That's kind of cool, but it's right around where her heart would be, and so you know she's probably a goner, and she busts out a uh, pocket knife. knife. Slams him in the shoulder and stabs him in the shoulder, and he <laughs> and he knocks over a candle and starts the basement on fire. And then we fast forward to Richie Pop Max's Max is finally pulling up from his card game, his whorish night of cards and <laughs> prostitutes. And Max, Max was doing drugs, picking up whores. <laughs> Max city. has got powder around his nose, and he's like fucking <laughs> hanging out. And he pulls up, and there's Richie. Dumbfounded. Yeah. Richie, fuck Richie by the hashtag fuck Richie on this episode. But uh, he's been stumbling around the woods the entire time. Never. That was the B story. You know how most movies oh, have an yeah, A story yeah, and a B yeah. story? The B story in this was Richie. 
just stumbling around the woods. Fuck, Richie. So Maxon goes, what's going on? And this is the very, very last line uh, that happens. And this is kind of where we know that Richie fucked up. This is kind of where I believe that Richie in his head is like so fucking dumbfounded because mm-hmm. he knew he started this. He's like, uh, Madman Mars. And then it kind of fades away. Is real. Roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> so I don't believe Madman Mars died in the fire. I think he got okay. away. That was what I wanted to bring up. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think I read on either IMDb or Wikipedia that they they did want to shoot a scene or show a scene where where the uh, house was burning and Mars escaped because they wanted to leave it open for a sequel. For a sequel, yeah. So I don't, it, I'm not going to count Mars as a kill. So in our slash the slasher segment <laughs> this week, Mars we're going to assume gets away. Yeah, it gets away. I yeah. mean, you know, we're not going to A try little to... pocket knife to the shoulder. And a little fire. I mean, and the fire, like, he just went, rawr, rawr. Rawr. he could have run out. He had plenty of time to run out. Tons of time, yeah. And this is um, this is a man who had his nose bitten off and didn't didn't really notice it. And also axe slashed his face and didn't notice it. So I don't think a pocket knife to the shoulder is going to stop him. He got away. Well, no, and I uh, couldn't agree more uh, that he did go away, but... You know, again, speaking of Madman, and we mm-hmm. talked about rolling some credits, getting into the director, Joe Gioni. Galen Ross was Betsy. Tony Fish played TP. Harriet Bass played Stacy. Seth Jones was Dave. Jan Claire was Ellie. Alex Murphy was Bill. And Tom Candela was Richie. And Frederick Newman was Max. And let's not forget Michael Sullivan, who played Dippy. Oh, yeah, Dippy the chef who who died and had no lines. He got some credits, but Galen Ross was also in the 1978 George Romero movie, Dawn of the Dead, uh-huh. uh, where she played like a fourth-bit character, the girlfriend of a TV executive. This was her first starring role. Everyone else was kind of first-time actors. Cool. So what's also cool is that this movie was made for $350,000, the box office, because of drive-in lure. <laughs> They made $1.3 million off this. So, I mean, as much as people want to say this is an old forgotten, yeah. I'm sure there's people, somebody. Why are you guys doing a podcast about the old slasher movies? Because they're the fucking piggy banks, man. They made a, a lot of them shot cheaply, what, made money. But what would $350,000 be today? I mean, like if someone gave me, like again, I, I know I say this a lot. Someone said, Nick, here's right. 400000 to make right. Murder Cabin. I could do it. Well, shot for three fifty, made $1.3. Uh, today, that would be, I don't know. A million or more shot and then made five or six million you know what i mean that it still is a profit oh yeah i mean there's nothing that's going to take away from this this movie was nominated for 1982 saturn award for best low budget film wow they didn't know about blood diner it was (laughs) (laughs) i mean come on Uh, well blood diner was 1987 sorry and it was was obviously a bigger budget but (laughs) was it i don't know did you mention who did the music uh, no, I just mentioned that okay. um, the uh, man who played TP did most of uh, the writing. Right. He r- wrote a couple songs in there, and then uh, the love song between him and Betsy in the Whirlpool was very important. <laughs> the electric music was a guy named Stephen Horlick. Which you had a lot of that, that campy yeah. slasher yeah. movie sounds. Um, yeah. On December 8th, 1980, towards the end of the shoot, filming was abandoned for one day when the news came over the radio that singer John Lennon had been murdered in New York. Oh, so wow. they didn't shoot for a day, kind of in remembrance to nice. uh, Mr. Lennon. Mm-hmm. And um, another interesting thing, too, I thought was TP was the second kill after Dippy. Mm-hmm. You know, the actor who played Tibby, Tippy, um, which Dippy? I know we just. Dippy or TP? Uh, no, the actor who played TP. Sorry. Okay. 
he would keep a rubber band tied oh. around his neck mm -hmm. during his kill scene. Mm -hmm. And this was not because he wanted that, that real effect. And the director was not stoked on this because he was like, he's going to pass out. He's going to die. But TP was very adamant about keeping that. Uh, he wanted the authenticity. Yes, he did. Yeah. I think in all of our movies that we've watched so far, there's at least one person who sticks to that that authenticity, that professionalism. That, well, that, but that to me is like, I don't know if I would do that. Like, me neither. Do you have any rubber bands I'm going to put around my neck right now? That's No, I don't have any. And I'm lying because I don't want you to put a rubber band. That's probably best for the podcast. <laughs> but I just want to say this too. There's always like a, a point that I want to make within these uh, films that we watch, sure. Andy. Sure. This was obviously an exploitation film. Oh, I mean, God, yeah. uh, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, a maniacal killer, counselors in the woods, kill shots, mm -hmm. camera angles. And when I talk about camera angles, I'm talking about that classic POV of the killer looking through tree branches, watching our victims walk through and doing whatever they're doing, whether they're making love or smoke weed. Or, <laughs> I mean, this was an exploit. This was made because of the excitement that was going around slash movies at the time. That's why this time that we we make this podcast is so exciting. Right. Um, they might not all be slasher. I mean, I still think Blood Diner was a slasher movie, but mm -hmm. I mean, not as much as like what we've seen with this or Final Exam, maybe Splatter University. Mm hmm killer workout i mean for sure but you know it's I, I really believe that this was kind of what was falling into the exploitation of that uh slasher genre if you will well let's pause for a second we'll come back and wrap up the show great one more question though yeah did you did you know oh. that when they wanted to show blood splatter especially between uh madman mars killing his family with the blood and they would take condoms over shit i can't even think of the mannequin heads oh they would put condoms and fill them with blood, and so when he hit the axe, the blood would explode. So condoms and blood. Fake blood. Of course, fake blood. Oh, but it was condoms. <laughs> like condoms cheap, and blood. Cheap so blood. <laughs> fake blood. I don't know. Condoms and fake blood were made to kind of uh, yeah. exploit the, the 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 headshot. So. Well, that's a cheap that's practical good. effect. Yeah, yeah we got to try it one day. Let's take a second. We'll wrap up the show right after this. Hey. All right. So what are we watching next? brother i said hey hey oh hey good um <laughs> you can delete that uh, hey check this out next week we're gonna do sorority house massacre yeah. 1986 75 minutes available on amazon prime for free for free a night of collegiate fun turns to total terror when an escaped psycho stalks the sisters at a sorority house one by one do you think there'll be nudity do you think there'll be blood yeah, there'll be blood. Do you think there'll be drug use? I sure hope so. 1986. If not I by them, it. then definitely by me. So <laughs> uh, make sure <laughs> make sure you watch Forty House Massacre if you want to follow with us and hang out yeah. with us, or listen to our podcast and decide if you want to watch it yourself. Hey guys, we're five in. Five in. This has been fun. And we're gonna keep going. We're not gonna give up on uh, Slash You. There's too much, uh, too many good movies out there that oh I think I forgot. So many. And he puts good in quotes. No, I did not. Don't you speak for me, Andy. Damn it. Good movie. Um, I find me find me on uh, Instagram at Zarnick T Z A R underscore N I C K. That's my personal account where you will see skateboarding nice. puppies. That's probably about it. Maybe some motorcycles. Mm hmm But that's about it. And I am at Andyman006 on Instagram. A lot of pictures of cats and puppies. Rad. Hey, don't forget too. Like this is follow the podcast. Follow the podcast. 
like, subscribe. I, I don't know what they say. Like, slash uh, you. We are at slash you underscore podcast yes. on Instagram. But, like, if once we get up on iTunes and all those other podcast platforms, will you mm-hmm. tell your friends about us? Because I think it's... Sure. If you like horror movies, I mean, if they don't, if they like rom-coms, maybe there's a rom-com podcast that they can find. That won't be us. We are not a true crime podcast either. Nope. We so. aren't either of those things. Um, but uh, Facebook, uh, there's a Facebook page, Slash You Podcast. Uh, go ahead and uh, follow us there. P- feel free to leave comments. Uh, feel free to leave suggestions for other movies to watch. You know, have a discussion. Um, like and subscribe, as they say. And join us. And thank you for being with us today. Slash you, episode five. Yeah. My name's Nick. My name's Andy. Slash away, motherfucker. Don't. Why do you always do that? You find a new way to do it. Slash away. Don't listen to him. Ooh.